Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, this is episode 29 of Intuitive Bites. For the episode this week, I was actually interviewed by Madison from Sunny Times blog. Oh, and I'll link her below so you can definitely find her and check her out. Um, and yeah, we basically, you know, she asked me all about my history um, with my eating and kind of what has gotten me to where I'm at now. And we talk about, you know, the best way to get to food freedom and what food freedom even means. Uh, so lots of really really awesome stuff in this episode. Um, Just so you know, if you're listening to this as it's being released, I have an intuitive eating workshop that I'm holding in New York City uh, on March 23rd, so just a few weeks away. And it's from 1 to 3 p.m. And it's going to be a ton of fun. So if you're interested in attending that, uh, you can message me on Instagram uh, to get a ticket or you can email me at theintuitiverd at gmail.com. And yeah, I'd love to have you there. So let me know if you're interested. And that's about it. So let's go listen to my conversation with Madison. Okay. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the course. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're going to be better at this than me because you have your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually do video though, so this is a little different for me. <laughs> yeah. Comfort zone. And your uh, podcast is called Intuitive Bites, right? For anyone who wants to listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Intuitive Bites. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, we'll dive right into the interview. So first I wanted to ask you if you could tell us about your journey with your relationship with food and your body and how you came to be doing the work you're doing today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a big question. Um, so let's see. <laughs> um, okay. I think where my relationship to food kind of started to get complicated was around like probably like middle school time because at that time my body was changing a lot <laughs> and I, um, I started, you know, gaining weight and just like kind of naturally as, as, um, bodies change. Um, yeah, things were different. So I became a little bit uncomfortable in my body. Um, my mom had always been, you know, basically a chronic dieter. Um, so I had picked up from her, you know, that there, you know, that it was a, um, I don't know, it was a logical thing to try and change your body and shrink your body. And, um, you know, I did that through food and, and exercise. Um, and it got, I think it picked up, it ramped up a lot around um, high school. And that's when I, you know, was really, really restricting my intake and um, got to the point where like, I was thinking about food way too much because I was just in that place where I was so hungry all the time, you know, so I was just so focused on food. Um, so that kind of led me, I'm, I'm definitely doing the short version of this story, but um, that led me to, you know, when I was going to into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I ended up getting a scholarship for tennis. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll go to that school. 
Um, but I didn't really, I wasn't interested in really the majors that were available and I wasn't really sure. So I ended up like transferring back home and I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Like, I still have no idea what I want to do with my life. Like I'm transferring back home after one semester of college. Um, so I literally took like an online test for like, what should your career be? It was like probably like a five question quiz, like not, it was just like random. And it, it came up and it said, you should be a nutritionist. And I was like, okay, sure. Like I am obsessed with food. I love like, you know, like I love eating. I'm obsessed with like controlling my food intake. And, um, you know, I want to help other people control their food intake so they can control their body. Um, cause at that point that's just where I was at. Um, so that's where, yeah, I, I found a school that, you know, offered nutrition and I, I got into that field. Um, and through my time in my undergrad for nutrition, I think that my relationship to food got even more complicated. Um, you know, I was a student, I um, was eating out a lot, um, but I also was surrounded by people who I felt like were good eaters, right? Like other people in my nutrition program. And I didn't feel like I was a good eater. I felt like I was eating out and, you know, whatever, whatever kind of society deems as, as good. Um, so I, I guess what I'm saying is I felt a lot of shame around my eating at that time, which just kind of further complicated things. And it ended up with me, you know, kind of sneaking food in private or, you know, just feeling that, that guilt. Um, so I think things just kind of got more complicated because of that environment that I was in. Um, and then I graduated and um, found a job at a bariatric weight loss surgery office. And I was like, okay, I'm interested in outpatient work. Like I want to sit down and talk with my clients one-on-one -on -one and, you know, sure, weight loss surgery, whatever. I don't really care. Um, so sometime in, I was there for like two, maybe two and a half years. And about, I want to say like a year, year and a half in is when I started to come upon this intuitive eating, health at every size, you know, food freedom world. And it like immediately blew my mind. Like I was like, Oh my God, I just want to absorb all of this information. Like immediately, like how fast can I read intuitive eating and held it every size and listen to all these podcasts. Um, so I just immediately was like super passionate and just felt like this is what I should be doing for myself personally and also professionally. Wow. Um, and since then it's just kind of been a whirlwind and I'm just in love with this field. <laughs> that is that's so awesome. And I, yeah, I can totally relate to that. Like as soon as I read the book, Intuitive Eating, I was like, oh my God, why in the world has no one told me about this before? I am so, like, I was so excited for the positive freedom. So totally can relate to that. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's funny actually you say that because I feel like the first time that I heard the term intuitive eating was on social media. And I remember kind of rolling my eyes. Like I was like, okay, like, what does that mean? I don't really get it. It sounds like maybe it's interesting, but I'm not sure. And I remember that same influencer that I saw use that term. She like was, there was an ad or something that she was promoting for like Domino's pizza. And I remember in my head, I was like, how irresponsible is she? Like, oh my gosh, she's promoting, you know, pizza. And like, I don't know, it was just like in that very conflicted time for me. Um, so I just, it's interesting to me looking back that I was um, so skeptical of intuitive eating when I first heard of it until it kind of really sunk in and I read the book and, you know, heard, I don't know, I guess I just got a better understanding of it. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's easy yeah. to get confused on all this out there on social media. It is, yeah. Yeah. So when did your kind of like healing with your relationship with food and your body happen? Was that more so like throughout the college time or was that once you discovered kind of intuitive eating, food freedom, health at every size, all these messages? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was totally like, now that I think back to it, it was totally like at the same time that I, um, yeah, was coming upon intuitive eating health at every size. So like, it's like both professionally and personally, my life, like totally like, like everything changed. Um, because really up until I found this work, like, I mean, I was, I was restricting in, in other ways, like not necessarily the way that I had when I was 16 or 17, but I was doing things like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, eliminate sugar because X, Y, Z reason. And I think this will, like, I kind of looked at it as like a challenge. And I was like, oh, like, if, I, you know, I'll be super healthy. So like, it's kind of crazy to me that I went through my whole, you know, undergrad nutrition program and my master's even, um, and still had these concepts in my head that that was like a healthy thing for me to do. Um, yeah, so my, my healing process was totally like aligned with this shift that I was, I was making professionally as well. Yeah. So that's super cool. It probably was like extra motivation because you were like, I'm not just doing this for myself. Like I have to do it for all of these people I'm supporting too. Exactly. Like I was like, I mean, it was, it, it took time. Like there was a period of time where I was digging into this work more, but also still at the weight loss surgery office. And, you know, there were certain restrictions into like how I could practice in that environment. So it was a really like conflicted time. And, um, I don't know, ethically gray area for me. Um, but as I was doing the work for myself and I was realizing, wow, like I am telling these people to, you know, not have this and not have that and like restrict this or control their portion size. And yet I know for myself and for other people that I'm seeing out there that, giving up those restrictions is actually what is going to allow them to be set free and find all of this peace and just like awesome stuff that's going to come their way. So, um, definitely was extra motivation, um, to keep on, you know, kind of unfolding and learning more. Yeah. So I'm assuming you don't work at the weight loss surgery place anymore. How did that come to a close? Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly the time frame, but like it was probably a good solid, like four or five months, maybe even more like six months that I was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't be, um, under these restrictions. And when I say that, I mean like the purpose of a weight loss surgery clinic is to shrink bodies, right? Like, and it's like, especially in my experience, there wasn't a whole lot of outside of that. Like it wasn't like, Oh, this person has, you know, these biometric, you know, lab values that are out of whack. And, you know, we're making the assumption that weight loss will, um, you know, improve that, which I think is problematic as well. But in my experience, it was like, this person has a BMI of whatever, and their lab values are perfectly fine. But since they're fat, they need to shrink. So we will give them this surgery. Like, to me, that just like, absolutely blew my mind. Like, I was like, this isn't even based on health anymore. This is literally just shrinking bodies. And for me, like, I, I remember just like sitting there and being like, the things that I would have to tell this person sitting in front of me to possibly maybe get their body to shrink is not something that I feel like would be taking the best care of them and 
be the most nutritious thing for them. Um, and I feel like it's just further shrinking into this like diet culture mentality. Like it just was so, so hard for me to like kind of shrink into that box. Um, but there was a period of time that I was like, you know what, these people, if I wasn't here counseling these patients, they would have a dietitian who was, you know, even more restrictive or, you know, I don't know, maybe I can help these people in a better way by at least helping them to shift their mindset. So I was kind of like operating in this very gray area and I was trying to convince myself like maybe I can do this. Um, but there of course came that time where I was just like, you know what, I don't even care what else I'm doing in the nutrition field. I just know I can't be, you know, in this weight centric like paradigm. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I, I left from that, you know, around that time I, started my own, you know, virtual practice. And that's where my heart is right now. Um, but I also work at a dialysis clinic, um, where I feel like I can, you know, at least operate a little bit more within kind of my, my moral guidelines. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That was hard. Um, so what was the hardest thing for you when you were like going through the process of making peace with food and your body? And I'm going to let you answer while I'm grabbing my computer charger because <laughs> I just got an alert that it's dying, but we can oh my gosh, going while I'm plugging it in. That's so funny. Okay, um, so the hardest part, I would say, the hardest part for me, myself, and also as I'm working with clients and continuing to grow and kind of navigate that world, um, I find the hardest part is making peace with your body changing. Because for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to give up all these restrictions and I'm just going to allow myself to eat as much chocolate as I want. Oh my God, what? Uh, like I was excited about that, but kind of coming to terms with the fact that my body, my natural body was not the body that I thought I should be in and that I had been striving to be in for so long. Um, so I think that was the most difficult part of this. Yeah, and what were some of like the most helpful things that can help you like navigate through that? Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, I think a lot there's a lot of things. Um, first thing is that I got new clothes that fit me better. <laughs> because for me personally, like being in clothes that I used to fit into and then them being too tight and just being uncomfortable and me think, thinking like it was a constant reminder of how my body had changed um, that really made it hard to move throughout the world and not think about my body. Um, so for me, getting new clothes, wearing clothes that don't tug at me um, allowed me to just be more present in my day to day life and like just like doing the stuff that I want to be doing without that like in the back of my mind thing. Um, Another thing that was super helpful, just in general, I think, immersing myself in this like non-diet community and being surrounded by people, um, mostly on social media, honestly, um, that are spreading messages like it's, you know, like accept your body and like it's okay for your body to not be this ideal and like, you know, just kind of exploring those concepts further um, and getting a little bit angry at the culture that made me believe that my body wasn't okay how it is naturally. Um, so I think there was a little bit of like healthy anger um, that that helps me to, to feel a little bit better. Um, I also think that one last thing that was super helpful was following more accounts that were showing diverse bodies, right? So it was like, I feel like that's another thing that like, 
as I was growing up and even in my nutrition, you know, undergrad, there were things like, oh, you know, like we're only being shown one type of body and blah, blah, blah. Like it was one of those things where it didn't really sink in how much we are inundated with the same kind of body over and over again. Again, it just like didn't, it didn't hit home. Um, But now that, you know, now that it has, I have, you know, curated my social media to include bodies that are, you know, just completely diverse in all sorts of ways. And that helps me to just realize like, wow, like there are lots of different bodies out there and like mine's fine, you know, too. And all of those other bodies are also great. Yeah. And that's a huge reason I wanted to do these interviews and get more people spreading this message in the course so that my students don't just have me to listen to. They have you and they have all the other people I'm interviewing. And then hopefully that ends up finding a bunch more people. And then we weed out all the accounts that are making you feel like shit. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. And I think that's such an important thing too. It's like one thing is adding in diverse accounts and whatever, exposing yourself to this awesome message. But another thing is like turning that awareness on and being like, um, I, when I see this person, you know, when I'm scrolling, I feel bad and I start comparing myself and it's triggering. And I think about, oh my gosh, maybe I should lose weight. You know, those people, even if they don't have ill intent, if if they're not trying to do anything mean to you, it's still like totally cool for you to unfollow and, you know, just for your own sanity. And and you really should, you know? 100%. Yeah. So it sounds like that's like one big way that you kind of like navigate living in diet culture today. Do you have any, um, like other, like thoughts or ideas about how to navigate like diet culture now that you have made peace with food in your body and like is it a normal part of the process for the diet mindset and bad body image days to resurface oh my god yeah um the biggest thing that comes to mind with navigating diet culture is finding that support because it doesn't matter who you are and how long you've been doing this work like you're going to hear diet culture messages when you're at work and when you're at family gatherings and Uh, when you're listening to TV or radio or whatever. And it's hard to have that thick skin if you don't have support and people that you are coming back to that are on the same page as you and understand the harm of these messages. Um, I kind of forget the rest of your question, Uh, (laughs) but that's important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it was the second part was just, is like slipping back into the diet mentality or having body, bad body image days, like a normal part of the process. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's funny because as we come into this like non-diet food freedom, intuitive eating world, we are coming from it from a diet culture and we're coming from it, you know, even if you haven't been on a diet, you know, you you're living in the, a culture that promotes restriction in foods in certain ways and just this diet mentality of controlling food. So, um, Uh, My point with that is that we're expecting, you know, things in the intuitive eating realm to be very clean cut and okay, you, you figure it out and you just like do that forever. And you, you know, you just fix your relationship to food. You, you know, never have a bad body image day. You just love your body every single day. And the reality is that intuitive eating breaks, breaks down those walls and it breaks down the black and white mentality and it allows you to be human. So what that means is it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be, um, you know, in those lines every single day, you're going to wake up some days and be like, wow, like I'm struggling with my body image today. Like I don't feel comfortable in my body today. Or, um, you know, I'm feeling some guilt about eating this food because I'm worried about how it's going to change my body. Or I'm kind of getting a pull 
or a tug to like try another diet just because I'm feeling all mixed up inside. Um, the difference is that the more that you're in this work, the more you're able to, I don't want to totally say brush off those thoughts, but they don't, you know, ruin your whole week. They don't like sink in and you don't have to believe them as much. And you have the support to turn to, um, for people who will understand and help you to kind of get back to where a compassionate place. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about like a lot of times, like before, like going through all of this work, you have like a bad thought about food or food in your body. And it kind of like can escalate and spiral and turn into more thoughts or even like body fixing behaviors. Whereas like when those thoughts come up now, it's more so like we're able to like quickly shift out of it, choose a better thought, seek support, like listen to a podcast, friend, you know, whatever it is. I think it's just that distinction of, yeah, it still comes up, but it's having the compassion to like shift out of it. um, Yeah. And easily. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too. Like I find with my clients sometimes that there's a lot of frustration in that moment when it's like, I am having this bad body image thought and I want to change my body and maybe I should do a diet, but I know that it's not going to work. And I'm like, there's a lot of frustration in that when you're like informed about this stuff, but you have a thought pop up and it's like, no, I can't do that. But it's like, so it's an uncomfortable space. Um, so I guess I just want to point that out for people that it's, it's not always like, it's, it's not, it's not easy. (laughs) Um, but you know, if you have that support, it makes it easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So just a couple more questions left. I wanted to ask you how you define like having food freedom and having like peace with your body. Like, what does that mean to you? Um, Food freedom um, to me means that you're not like getting really super anxious about food. You're not um, super worried about it. You're not avoiding, you know, situations and events and things like that, because you're worried about food. Um, I think that's the the biggest thing. Um, And, you know, I think you're, you're not, I mean, obviously, this kind of goes without saying, but you're not controlling your food intake in a way that's just like causing a lot of distress for you. Um, And really, ultimately, honestly, I feel like food freedom is not even about food. (laughs) It's about all the other things in your life that you're able, you're able to explore and grow and just realize about yourself when you're not so caught up in the food, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's like the most like exciting part about it. Just called freedom in general. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. It's just like, kind of like, mind-boggling and I feel like that's one of the thoughts that always comes up for me when you know I have had in the past like those that like nagging thought of like oh I kind of wish my body was smaller and blah 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 like it's like but I was actually just writing something about this this morning like along with a smaller body for me because I know my natural body and whatever um, along with pursuing a natural or sorry, along with pursuing a smaller body for me comes a smaller life. Like my life was smaller and I've grown in so many ways in so many different, you know, avenues of my life that I don't want to give that up. It's not worth giving that up. I'm excited about all of these other things, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. That's like the mm-hmm. most like exciting part. To look yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just one more question I want to ask you. Was yeah. there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Or is there like one piece of advice that you want to leave my students with that you wish someone had given you on your journey when you were struggling the most? 
Um, I guess the piece of advice that I always like to give is to start finding compassion, like self-compassion, um, because I think that a lot of this stuff can be super overwhelming for people. Um, there's a lot to kind of unpack, and that's why I know your course is a really great place for people to be, so they have people around that are helping. Um, but I think when you get overwhelmed and you're like, am I doing this right, or like, is this the right thing? Am I, should I be doing this? Whatever. When you get all caught up in all of that, just come back to that place of compassion. Um, you know, you don't have to think about all the details of like, am I listening to my hunger right today? Or did I feel my fullness? Like all of that nuance, like it's super important, but, um, when all else fails and you're overwhelmed, um, just think about coming back to compassion, whatever that means for you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you so much for doing this interview. It was super fun. Of course. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that is a wrap on episode 29. Um, I can't believe that I will be releasing episode 30 next week. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, thanks for listening. If you have been enjoying the podcast episodes so far and you have a minute to leave a rating or review on iTunes, um, I would absolutely love you. So that would be great. Um, yeah. So go head on over there if you have a minute and do that. And as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you're interested in attending the intuitive eating workshop that I'm hosting in New York City in just a few weeks on March 23rd, reach out to me. I will get you hooked up. Um, yeah, that's all. All right, guys. I hope you have a good week and I'll talk to you soon.